Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. If it's not about that, I don't want to hear it. Promoting these black-owned businesses. www.thenaturaljourneyforlife.com to get your health, your smoothies, and your recipes. Sizzling Wagon. It's a great food truck Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in downtown Minneapolis. We'll be serving for the lockdown as well. Call 612-475-0713 for takeout. And go to beingblackandit.com, how to get into the information technology game, now on Amazon Prime. Go to Green Royal Videos. Actually, you can hit me up also on beingblackandit.com to get your video animation for your products and services done by Green Royal Videos. Go to www.catwalkfierce.com to get your makeup done because we is promoting black-owned businesses. Go to www.accelerateclasses.com, Excel, Python, Data Science, SQL, Aura, Coding, HTML, CSS, Boot Camps. Great business out of Atlanta. Go to McBrideSisters.com. That is a black-owned wine company. Go to www.CenterFireTacticalGear.com to get your poles ready. Get all your tactical gear. They also sell the KN95 certified mask. Go to www.onpointarmsllc.com to buy your firearms. You're going to need them right now, especially. Go to www.strongarmllc.com to get your local firearm training here in the state of Minnesota. Go to htxtactical.com to get your poles custom built. www.itmasterkey.com to get your online certification. Go to www.bbombbookclub.com. That is a extraordinary black-owned business book club. We need to read more. Go to www.puzzlehuddle.com. Excellent puzzles. Go to www.iwantamask.com. They got the KN95 certified mask. I got them myself. They're excellent. Go to www.thesafetypouch.com. This allows you to keep your wallet in reaching distance if the race soldiers pull you over. Go to www.tcmobilecarwash.com. Appointment only. Call 612-800-2772. Excellent work. And last but not least, go to www.dirkswipes.com to get your natural um, antibacterial disinfecting wipes. That is D-E-R-X-Wipes.com. Follow on Instagram on Dirk's Wipes. Because I said before, these, san- these hand sanitizers got toxic chemicals. Y'all better get some natural stuff. All right. We have a very special show tonight. A very interesting show. This is the Two Piece and Some Hope Special Chicken Negro Spiritual Edition. Because... What's been going on right now is you've been getting co-opted. That's exactly what's been going on. You've been getting co-opted by the anti-black liberal agenda. You've been getting co-opted, co-opted by some of your Popeye's chicken negro spiritual clergy members. So somebody had a question earlier on. Somebody had a question online. They said, you know, what's your feelings on Dr. King passively and Malcolm X and segregation versus desegregation? Will you mention that briefly? I'd love to know where you stand on that. And I touched on that a little bit in a small sentence to the system. But the first thing I said was the white liberals and their anti-black white feminist groups, they played the we have a dream King. King wasn't no coward. King was for reparations. He was going to Washington to get our check. And later he started talking kind of like leaning towards like what Malcolm was talking about. Because he knew this nonviolent shit wasn't going to work. See, your John Biscuit Lewis and the, and the immigrant black, I mean, Coon Caucus will tell you that they support 11 million illegal aliens. Shout out to E.T. Phone Home. Houston really going to have a problem now. I'm on my Apollo 13 shit. See, Biscuit Lewis never spoke on tangibles, but he said, I walk with Martin Luther King himself. I got my ass whooped thanks to the police. The 
Coons of Christmas Eve. The Sambos of Christmas Eve. See all those, the immigrant coon caucus, I mean black caucus, them niggas been sitting around for over two decades doing nothing for black folk. Ninety days in the peanut fountain. That ain't shit. Holy said my mama's home. That ain't shit. Y'all remember that laying the smackdown? This was a classic. I think that nigga was in jail when he released this shit. Hypnotized minds. See, segregation was something that black folks had to deal with in the post Jim I Crow. The post the post the post Jim Crow. I'm sorry. The post slavery. Jim Crow quasi-slavery and really when you look back at the 1900s we had more there was black folks that was in Congress in the late 1800s for y'all that don't know that so the question was the feelings on segregation versus desegregation all they really did was give niggas the options to have interracial sexual access with Susan and stirring spoon Sarah Shout out to Jordan Peele with the excellent movie Get Out. Stirring Spoon Sarah. You had a whole bunch of niggas that said, you know what? Malcolm McKing is gone. Man, I sure wanted that, that kryptonite, that blue-eyed kryptonite. Lord, they used to string me up on a tree to get that. And I could get it now? I ain't got to get strung up on no tree? Sexual access is one of the most dangerous things when it comes to turncoats and co-opting a movement because if you can modify confuse anybody's sexuality or sexual interest you got them that is the ultimate thing 90 days in the penal farm that ain't shit police all let my mama home now i digress if you could confuse that then you got them. Everything else falls in place. It's like some meteor. It's like some meteor pimping. It's like some space age shit. If you could control that, you could control anything. These niggas say, you know what? I don't want reparations. I really don't want things to go back to normal because in Rosewood and Tulsa, and if you look at Safe Bus in North Carolina, shout out to the living legend Dr. Claude Anderson. Safe Bus had the first black woman driver. They weren't mistreating this sister. They said, oh, you a woman? You a black woman? You want to come on board and drive a bus? Come on. That would have never happened under the uh, system of racism, white supremacy around that time. These sisters was driving buses for a black owned, basically kind of like if you were to equate to Uber. You dig? So when you look at segregation, we had more. We had way, way, way more than what we got right now. So really what happened is, and I talked about this before on a couple episodes, you know, maybe a few months ago. I think I did an episode where I was talking about the education system. And what was happening is you had black folks, black uh, children that were going and getting bussed out. So, okay, you stay wherever you stay at. So now you're getting bussed out. And you're getting a Jim Crow education. This so-called better education where the buses is coming out. And shout out to Jumping Jim Crow 94 Crime Bill Biden. He was talking about, I don't want a jungle. He did, He opposed. He didn't want his kids with black kids. He said, this is going to be a racial jungle. I don't want my kids to be, to, to be out with these Negroes. Now, what he should have said is, you know what? Yeah, I don't want my kids to be out with these Negroes. So this is going to be a very separate but equal situation. So the same situation that we're going to give these honkies, we're going to give these Negroes. But they didn't do that. Niggas had the older books. So that's desegregation for you. Well, bust these kids out here to this to the, to this white um this white white supremacist enclave where the kids getting spit on, they call niggas and all of that. So now the parents is well, you gotta get a good education. This education better than the one you got in the city. Colder ice. So now your child's getting demonized. They ain't got no help. Do you know what that does to them psychologically? That was desegregation. Straight up. 
ask your Popeye chicken Negro spiritual clergy that's over the age of 65 plus what happened when them niggas got bust out to those white supremacist enclaves. Even Biscuit Lewis will tell you what happened. But he's too bitty. When they, when they came to that nigga, they said, hey, look, when they, when when them black folks was down in the South talking about, man, we gonna ride. He was like, man, we gotta do now. I don't like this revolutionary talk. I gotta get in good trouble. Good trouble. I've been getting in good trouble ever since. You know why he's worse than Jesse Lee Peterson? Because Jesse Lee Peterson is looking at it like, okay, I'm cooning and I know I am. I'll admit it. I'm a plantation nigga. I could die that way. I could respect that. Biscuit Lewis is up here telling the youth, you should get your ass whooping in. You should thank the police. That's when you get that's that's super dangerous. And you never hear him on the forefront talk about reparations. All you hear is good trouble. Good trouble. Oh Lord, I want to get in some good trouble. And see, part of that good trouble is a Becky involved. That's part of the good trouble. They said, okay, if we could get a civil rights plantation nigga, then we'll let him slide in a little bit of sexual interracial access. We'll give him a devil in the blue dress. We don't mind. The liberal left arm of racism, white supremacy don't mind at all. Because as I said before, Woodstock, all of that, that was all drugs and sex and Cadillacs and yeah, baby. Yeah, can you dig it, baby? You had a whole, a whole lot of that talk. You had a lot of pimping and cocaine and Cadillacs going on. And these Negroes with these white women. See, these Negroes had these perms and these Cadillacs. So they could they could pimp them a white woman out before you would end up you would end up in a river. But now you could pimp them out. And they used that on us too. They said, all right, the revolution is done. The pimping is televised. These Cadillacs is televised. We got these niggas out here. They, they want these Cadillacs. Cadillacs and chicken. And, and see, that's really around the time when your when you Popeye's Negro spiritual people, when they started really infiltrating the church heavy. That's when, that's that gave the gateway that broke her out with Messy Jesse. Messy Jesse, when King got shot, Messy Jesse wasn't talking about riding. Messy Jesse was talking about keep open alive. Keep open alive. Hope. Dick Gregory said, fuck hope. Nigga, hope you pay your motherfucking bills. He snapped. Six billion cells in your body. You tell you tell yourself you can't do something. You telling your, your six million, six billion cells in your body. You know what I'm talking about? Donald J with the two pages signed an executive order. That was one of the main reasons I wanted to get on to talk about this shit tonight. The executive order on modernizing and reforming the assessment and hiring of federal job candidates. Listen to that. Modernizing and reforming the assessment and hiring of federal job candidates. By the authority vested in me, president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, Donald J. with the toupee, including Section 301 of Title III, United States Code, and Sections 1104, parentheses A, parentheses 13301, and 7301 of Title V, United States Code, it is hereby ordered as follows. Section 1. The foundation of our professional merit-based civil service is the principle that employment and advancements rest on the ability of individuals to fulfill their responsibilities in service to the American public. Accordingly, federal government employment opportunities should be filled based on merit. So does that mean the complexion for protection? They say it's based on merit. What do you bring to the table? Well, I am the table. What do you bring to the table, nigga? Policies or practices that undermine public confidence in the hiring process undermine confidence in both the civil service and the government. America's private employees have modernized their recruitment practices to better identify and secure talent through skills and competency-based hiring. So now the question, let's get into question mode. What is the what are you competent and able to do? What is your competency? As the modern workforce evolves, the federal government requires a more efficient approach to hiring. 
employees adopting skills and competency-based hiring recognize that an over-reliance on college degrees excludes capable candidates and undermines labor market efficiencies. Shout out to Jumping Jim Crow 94 Crime Bill Biden. 11 million ET phone homes. Houston, we still got a big problem. Are they going to be benefiting off of that over the former slaves? I digress. Degree-based hiring is especially likely to exclude qualified candidates for jobs related to emerging technologies. I've been talking about emerging technologies for a year, for four years now. And it says, and those with weak connections between educational attainment and the skills or competencies required to perform them. Moreover, unnecessary obstacles to opportunity disproportionately burden low-income Americans and decrease economic mobility. They're not talking about niggas. Kind of. The Office of Personnel Management oversees most aspects of the civilian federal workforce, including creating and maintaining the general schedule classification system and determining the duties, the responsibilities, and qualifications requirements for federal jobs. Executive department and agencies, however, are responsible for vetting and selecting specific candidates to fill particular job openings consistent with statutory requirements and OPM rules and guidance, including applicable minimum educational requirements. Currently, for most federal jobs, traditional education, which is high school, college or graduate level, rather than uh, experimental learning, is either an absolute requirement or the only path to consideration for candidates without many years of experience. As a result, federal hiring practices currently lag behind those of private sector leaders in securing talent based on skills and competency. So what they're telling you here is, our practices are behind somebody that owns their own business. If I own my own business, I'm gonna look at you and be like, well, are you competent enough to do this position? The hell with your degree, what is your skill set? Do you have any skills? All right. Then it says revision of job qualification and classification standards. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but listen, listen to this here. Under the director of OPM in consultation with the director of office of management and budget, the assistant to the president for domestic policy and the heads of agencies shall review and revise all job classification and qualification standards for positions within the competitive service as necessary and consistent with subsections A, I and A or, or A1 and A2 of this section. So now you got to go back up to the first part of the section to explain and for you to be able to articulate what they mean. The words are very broad and ambiguous. All changes to job classification and qualification standards shall be made available to the public within 120 days of the date of this order and go into effect within 180 days of the date of this order. So what they're saying is these job classifications and the standards therein will be modified or should I say be used within 120 days of this order and go into effect within 180 days of this order 90 days is three months so they're saying basically within a year or so not a year quarter year a little more than so so made by four or five months or so this is about to get cracking and it's saying that the agency may prescribe a minimum educational requirement for employment in the federal competitive service only when a minimum educational qualification is legally required to perform the duties of the position in the state or locality where those duties are to be performed. So now they just sat there and told you they're still going to have a minimum educational requirement if it's legally required to perform the duties of the position under federal government. So here's the question, which duties or which positions will be legally required to perform the duties for, uh, in which it will require you to have a minimum educational qualification? Donald J with the toupee Trump, the White House, June 26th in the year of our Lord 2020. That's the executive order. 
That's what the executive order says. So now they're saying you Negroes who got these uppity and high and mighty degrees are now in debt. And that degree could be worthless. Are they saying that? Because now they can say, hey, we can hire you off experience. But if you don't have any experience and you have a degree and no certification, how does that work? Staying in the question mode is neither Neely Fuller always taught us. Stay in the question mode. What is your degree worth? That's a question. What is your degree worth? So the nigga that was walking around you telling telling you that you got a Burger King or a retail job looking down on you, his master's degree don't mean nothing. He back flipping the burger with you. Let's look into this. Let's look at a couple different articles. We like to have three to five sources as Anthony Browder says. Now I talked about this before and in the next volume of being black and information technology, which will be released in November, we're going to detail that even more. Now this is a cold, this is a, uh, opinion, uh, Ed here opinion at work. Now this is by Chris Cavani, CEO of Meritize and Jane O's president of working nation. Now I've talked about this about six months ago and I, and I had some predictions about this four years ago. Now this was published on June 26 at 24 p.m. 24 20 20 uh June 26 at 12:45 p.m. The title is called A New Trump Executive Order on No College Jobs at Apple and IBM Support. Wow, very interesting. Because Facebook out of all places, Silicon Valley has had a problem with not giving black folks the most constructive help when they work there. But anyway, the key points in this article it says some of the biggest technology companies in the world criticized Donald J with the toupee, his decision against the foreign worker H1B visa program, which has brought many skilled professionals to the United States. I told my students four years ago, I said, a lot of these H1B visas is about to cut, get cut. I mentioned Donald J with the toupee. They was like, man, you know, what about everybody? And I said, nigga, that's your job. They didn't look at it. Then they thought about it. I said, I said, I said, when they cut these H1B visas with Donald J with the toupee says America first. Well, is that a job for you? I asked that question. I asked that question to them. It says on Friday, a federal workforce commission is expected to issue an order that big tech firms like IBM and Apple support. It focuses on skills rather than degrees in federal government hiring, which is the nation's largest employer with 2.1 million civilian workers. Now I am on a, I believe a federal contract that I work on as I speak, right? I won't say the name. But it says here, from Apple and IBM to Google and JP Morgan, big companies have been loose, loosening degree requirements in recent years as more employers question the dominant role of a college education and hiring decisions. Don't get it twisted, y'all. This Chinese coronavirus plays a little part in there. I told y'all before what a lot of these companies is doing. They're using the Chinese coronavirus to say, hey, look, we're going to give you the chicken George share crop deal. And they could turn around a lot of people going to college now stuff may be online but that's not really applicable right now people are running around getting to how they live they like hey look let me start this business let me do things are different now it's never going to be the same again i'm a, i'm just gonna say something that might hurt some people's feelings if you out here getting your bag right now and you making it pop right now you're separating yourself from the warrior class and the anti-warrior class well, bag land DP, you bogus. You just try to say, well, what about everybody? What about people that ain't got no skills? What about them? Well, well, not everybody spent spent much time trying to get them some skills. That's the fried chicken Negro spiritual people talking. That's the niggas having shootouts at Popeyes, dancing on the table, telling you, well, I don't need to know all that. Telling you that you weren't supposed to be intelligent in the classroom. That's them. 
It says on Friday, Donald J. with the toupee is expected to announce an executive order that could have far-reaching economic implications for Americans without college degrees. For the first time, the federal government, the nation's largest employer, will prioritize a job of applicant skills over where or whether they went to college. Now, Trump's move, while bold, is not entirely novel. Financial giant JP Morgan announced plans to end on-campus recruiting last year. I just said it before I even read this damn article. I just said it. They're not college is going to be a thing of the past. Rest in peace to the late great neighborhood Nip. He said a lot of people are going to be having college at home. Brick and mortar, you know, for college it's going to be different. People are going to be online. Major tech firms from Apple to Alphabet have loosened degree requirements in recent years, perhaps with good reason. A growing number of employers now question whether college graduates are ready for work. And Americans who attended college often question the relevance relevance of their education in an increasingly dynamic labor market. So when they're saying dynamic, they're talking about changing. Dynamic means changing. For anybody that's familiar with information technology, An IP address that's dynamic can change. A static IP does not change. You want a dynamic future, not a static future. The George Jefferson, not the Fred Flintstone, baby. A growing number, let me read that again. A growing number of employers now question whether college graduates are ready for work. Now, let's take this back a little bit. Let's take this back before colder ice. There was a time where your parents and grandparents can get out of high school and go straight into the workforce. Nobody was telling them, well, you know, are you ready to work? Niggas been working since they was 10 years old. Some some people been working on farms. You dig? It says major employers should take note because research suggests that there may be as many as 71 million Americans who have the skills to thrive in higher wages roles and higher wage roles but lack the degrees or other credentials that employers often require so that's where your h1b visas came in donald j with the toupee he probably said all right wait a minute you got habib coming over here from india and billy bob can't get a job because habib He's doing like a Cisco network engineering position that might pay a hundred bands. Y'all getting this shit to his ass for forty thousand dollars, and he's converting it to rupees so he rupees so he can get his bag. I know the game. I worked with him. I worked with a lot of them folks. They told me the game. They said, "Look here, man. We convert our shit back to rupees. We living like kings. We over here like we over here like king. We over here like dude from Made in My son works." They over here like King Joffrey. My son works. Where is he now? They over, they over here like, where is he now? You know what I'm saying? According to Maria Flynn, CEO of workforce nonprofit JFF, Americans without degrees are often the first fired in the downturn and the last hired during periods of economic recovery. I don't have a degree. You see what I'm saying? I don't have a degree. Then it says here, this is a very interesting article. Ending the stigma of a no college degree pedigree. While the Trump administration move is focused on clearing the path for workers who haven't gotten to college, the shift towards skills-based hiring will matter during periods of economic growth as well. Months ago, where we were in the tightest labor market in 50 years, seemingly endemic skills gaps were rooted in part as the not so subtle stigma attached to skill versus degree based jobs. 73% of parents said it is extremely or very important to them that their children earn a college degree. And almost twice as many high school high school graduates head straight to a four-year college or a two-year institution, perhaps with good reason. A four-year degree still lights the path to the middle class for many. You know what? That's not accurate either. Because, yeah, the likelihood, but all right. You get Jerome or Kanisha, they get a four-year degree. They start talking like, oh, they're overqualified. They're overqualified. He has too many qualifications. You know what I'm saying? 
He has too many qualifications. You understand? But Michelle and Obama told black folks, y'all are thugs in Baltimore. Get a degree, that'll fix the problem. Never mind the race soldiers. Let's prioritize the LGBT 5000 and ET phone home. Let's leave blacks on the border and let Fernando in. They tried to co-opt that a couple months ago. You had some other non-white folks talking about, when we go into Washington, we getting our check. Y'all don't get no check. You didn't suffer Jim Crow slavery. You didn't suffer peonage. You didn't suffer 450 plus years since the year of our Lord, 1525, when the Pope edict wrote that, when the Pope wrote that edict, said y'all niggas about to work for free. And we were gonna we were gonna start the race. And human demon Columbus came came over and seen native blacks. He didn't come over and see Elizabeth Warren. He she when when the when human demon Columbus came over. He's seen Chicken George. He's seen Kunta. Don't get it fucked up. Let's be very clear about that. He didn't see no Elizabeth Warren. He's seen Kunta. When Human Demon Columbus showed up, he's seen LeBron James. He's seen Jill Scott. You dig? That's that's what that's what the people he seen when he pulled up to the shore. King was for tangibles. That's why they killed him. He, you know, he had to fight against coons, the hard Democrat white supremacists and anti-black liberals that often and always use the black women vote for their white feminist movement. And this is why Ida B. Wells. Hey, hold up. I'm about to get on my bag land. B. Wells. We're going to be brutally honest tonight. We're going to break bones, sticks and stones, all that. I'm in my bag land. B. Wells mode. This is why Ida B. Wells got on their ass. She wasn't no feminist. Ida B. Wells said if black men can't get no justice due to stirring cup Sarah or Clavern clan Karen, you ain't gonna use the black root narrative. If black men don't get no justice, I ain't riding. Go back and listen to some of my old, go back and listen to my Adamantium Ida episode where I laid the law down on how hard Ida B. Wells went. Ida was harder than half these niggas out here today. If Ida was alive, Black Lives Matter, the organization wouldn't even exist. She would be like, no, hashtag, hashtag no anti-black racism. Ida B. Wells would have been like, no. Okay, y'all talking about Kells, okay. That was some piece of shit the nigga did. Weinstein, Epstein, Jim Crow Biden, she would have got on their ass. She would have got on their ass. They wouldn't have had nowhere to go. Do you hear me? Real quick before we go into the next thing, I happen to do a little bit of Bagland B. Wells investigation my damn self. Oh yeah. That brother I said on my last episode that was working in Stillwater, when they put, they, they pulled a NASCAR move and they put a noose in his toolbox and told him that he was too sensitive and he could he could move jobs and all that. I went and looked on a little bit of information on the company he was at, Lunda Construction. WCCO reported this. We believe our employees are the foundation of our success. We encourage opportunity for growth and success within our company and strive to help our employees reach their full potential. Did you help that brother reach his full potential? Did you do that? And if you ever notice when you look at these companies, they always talk about they encourage female and minority candidates to apply. Minority is another trick bag word. Of course, that's a stealth word. Dr. Claude Anderson taught us well, female and minority candidates to apply. Affirmative action wasn't about females, minorities, humpbacks, gays, none of that. That's what he said when he wrote that affirmative action. It was for black folk. So they said we're dedicated to a policy of non-discrimination on employment, not limited to race, color, creed. That the first thing they said was race. But then they start talking about honesty, te honesty testing, pregnancy, childbirth, genetic text testing, 
uh, public assisted sexual orientation. So basically, they're saying if you on Section 8, we can't discriminate against you. See, they name ancestry, marital status, and a toolbox was put in this. So that's the reason why I want to bring this up is I happen to just look a little deeper. And I noticed that they just happened to have a corporate Minnesota equal opportunity officer. Yolanda. This is a black person they're talking about. No disrespect towards her sister. But I noticed that whenever they have issues like that, they hurry up and hire somebody black. Now, she could have been there beforehand, but I'm just saying this is something I noticed. See, we have to investigate this shit. We have to look at some of these companies and see what they're doing and say, all right, okay. Where's the stealth words at? Black River Falls, Wisconsin. The brother was working. Black River Falls, Wisconsin. River Falls, Wisconsin has a college out there. I went there many, many years ago. And I think I was on Black Planet or some shit. Like I, I met this girl many years ago. And she came and got me on in, in Frogtown. And when I got out there, I said, oh, man, I, I couldn't live out here. She came to pick me up on the weekend. I don't know if that's the same spot. But this company is based out in Rosemount. Rosemount, man, listen, I had a I had a I was working as a six foot engineer for a company in Minneapolis. And a white guy came up and flat out told me, and these are the words he used, quote unquote. He said, I live out in Rosemount. It ain't nothing but white supremacist honkies. And he was a suspected white supremacist himself. He told me he used the word. It ain't nothing but honkies out there. So I said, what do you mean by that? He said, man, it, it's just a bunch of honkies. So I knew exactly what he was talking about. It's a white guy said this, said this. He said it's a bunch of honkies out there. He didn't like it. He said he didn't like living out there. So I'm just letting y'all know there's a lot of white supremacists out in that area. Heavy. When you start going out there to them Farmingtons and Rosemounts, a lot of these people, these police, these race soldiers, or should I say, a lot of them live out in areas like that. So they didn't hire, they didn't hire the Negro. They said, all right. We gonna make sure that she's the, I worked at this place downtown before and they had this sister that pulled me to the side. She was the diversity and inclusion officer. Yeah. They hired somebody and she told me they treat her racist as hell, but it's supposed to be so diverse and include. They're not talking about diverting injustice from black folks. They're talking about including benefits for everybody else, diverting the benefits from black folks and including everyone else. That's what they're talking about. London Construction, just happened to notice that. Let's go to the next article by US, USA Today. Trump signs order prioritizing job skills over college degrees in government hiring. Now, when you think about that, let's go back to ET phone home with Jim Crow 94 crime bill Joe Biden. Once this gets signed, if Joe if Jim Crow Biden gets in, what does that mean for the former slaves? What does that mean for foundational black Americans? You talk about giving citizenship, which costs probably billions, if not millions of dollars, well over $200 million to do this. You want to citizen, you want to give these folks citizenship. You talk about, you can't get no nigga. You can't get no black person in LA. Driving down the street, you could tow his car, but they got a situation now where you can't tow an illegal alien's car. So how is this going to work? It says administration officials say the shift will allow the government to hire a more inclusive workforce based on skill instead of a person's educational level. So how do you determine that person's skill? It sounds like they're going to have tests. Are they going to have tests? That's the question. Are they going to have some type of test to determine your skill set? Oh, Ivanka Trump is co-chair of the American Workforce Policy Advisor Board, which was created in 2018 and tasked with recommending ways to improve job training. So he got his daughter on code. Now, listen to this. The shift in hiring protocols will recognize the value of learning regardless of whether it occurs on the job or in the classroom. How do you determine that? 
said the said Brooke Rollins, acting director of the White House Domestic Policy Council, which oversees the president's domestic agenda. The government is not eliminating the college degree requirement entirely, but instead will stress skill in jobs where having a degree is less important. Information technology. When I told niggas this a long time ago, I started getting the Popeye chicken Negro spiritual responses. I'm telling y'all, that's what I got. I got the Popeye chicken Negro spiritual response. Michelle and Obama, they promoted the degrees. They didn't really promote black owned businesses by definition. Donald J with the two pages signed this executive order to prioritize job skills. Coward Obama and his coward ass wife could have been like, look, go to college, go to college. You seen that bullshit commercial they had that she, she had talking about go to college. They could have signed something where they said, man, we about to give a $10,000 grant to foundational black Americans. We could have gave something to the descendants of slaves. They could have at least put it together. Well, they couldn't do that because their life would have been in jeopardy. Nigga, your life in jeopardy all the time. You the president. What the fuck is you talking about? JFK cop went to the head. Fuck out of here with that. That's the fried chicken Negro spiritual people talking. Only Sambo niggas talk like that. I warned folks in my information technology class three years ago about this shit. And Negroes told me, man, you don't, you don't need to know all that. What you trying to tell me, nigga? I got a four-year degree. There was this nigga that was in my class. I was trying to give him a little game. He going to tell me, well, you know, I, I got a four-year degree. But he couldn't find no job before. This nigga couldn't speak a lick of fucking English. This nigga was an immigrant, of course. And he up there talking shit to me, talking about what I don't know. And he got a four-year degree and can't get an IT job. I said, man, you need to get your certification right here. I said, go ahead and get this contract for about 17 an hour. Just start off getting the game. Man, no, no, brother, my brother. No, no, no. Who, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You start hearing all that talk. Four-year degree, nigga couldn't even fucking speak. Telling the nigga, get a little game, get this certification here. Man, DP, you don't need to know all that. I just need a degree. All I need is a degree. Your certification class ain't go hell. Meanwhile, 70 people got hired per my certification classes within the last four years while the degree Negroes is emailing me about a job. Shout out to them niggas. Shout out to the niggas probably applying at Burger King right now. No disrespect. Get your bread. But eat those words, nigga. Eat them up. Chicken sewer souffle, nigga. Straight up. So what was the precedent set? What was the precedent set during the Obama era? Man, we want Obama so bad, nigga. Why? For what? Let's meet the wolf. Let's meet the wolf how it is well you know you're all our thugs in Baltimore you see what I'm saying I thought that was really interesting man I really did and I still got folks wondering what a ghost skin is and how it works I used the term the other day and somebody says, well, I don't know what that is. And I said, well, some people just may not know. Okay. Now I'm going to give y'all some more game. Go and watch the, watch the watchman on HBO. Well, I don't need to whack that. I don't need to know all that. Here goes the Popeye chicken, Negro spiritual people talking again. Deacon Darkwing ducked the question and Pope Chop Preacher Pope Chop Preacher Patron Pastel. The Watchman is an excellent show supporting foundational black American Regina King. By the way, Miss King is a phenomenal foundational black American actor. Louis Gossett Jr., Fiddler from the Roots. You know what I'm saying? 
He freed Kunta. Y'all gotta fuck with it. Y'all, y'all gotta rock with it just cause Lewis Gossett Jr.'s in it. Come on, old school, still in the game. Man, y'all gotta fuck with it just cause of that. Another foundational black American. It only went one season. So this is your ghost skin digital Bible, so to say. Based in Tulsa of all places. Trent Reznor of the Nine Inch Nails and Atticus Ross did an amazing job. An amazing fucking job. I'm about to watch that shit again. Shout out to Trent Atticus. They also did the music for Bird Box. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock was in Bird Box. I used to have a crush on Sandra Bullock. She was the only white lady I liked in Hollywood. She ain't had no blue eyes. She did uh she did Bird Box, so they did the music for Bird Box. They did Book of Eli. I was wondering why I love that damn movie. Girl with the Dragon Tattoos, excellent movie. The Watchmen is an excellent choice to break down what a ghost skin is. Well, what's that? I don't need to know all that. Watch the watch the Watchmen. By the way, another good show is on Netflix called Dark. Y'all wonder what well, this nigga talking about movies. What's that got to do with white supremacy? Oh, I'm getting to it. Guess eat your two piece and get some hope. Mr. Poochie and Mr. Lucci. These, these guys out of Dallas. Y'all remember that old beat? This shit knocks too. There's a show on Netflix called Dark. It's a German mystery thriller, a science fiction show. And you got these abductions going on. And why I bring this up, if you notice, when a black person gets abducted in the town, the town gets on code. The race soldiers, the DA, everybody starts acting funny. When you go missing or they have a lynch person, they start talking about what they don't know and what they can't do. You know, Sandra Bland, she couldn't get no justice in that town. And the race soldiers lynched McLean. They lynched McLean in Colorado. If y'all don't know Colorado, you know, I have a niece that was telling me it's a white supremacist heaven in Colorado. They have a lot of white supremacist groups out there. McLean, he told this brother here, Elijah McLean, he told the race soldiers, hey, I'm an introvert. Just give me a little space. I need you to respect that. He was walking home and they beat him. They attacked him. They ambushed him. That was an ambush. That was a domestic terror ambush lynching. Let's look at some articles right here. The first article I'm going to look at here is the the Colorado governor the color the Colorado governor is re-examining the case of Elijah McClain's death. Rest in peace to that brother. It says a recent social media outcry demanding Colorado officials launch an independent investigate independent. There goes that word again. Be very careful with that word independent. Because when they were supposed to launch an independent investigation, when Kendrick Johnson was ambushed, lynched, and thrown in a gym mattress down in Valdosta, Georgia, they called that a so-called independent investigation. So Governor Jared Polis said that they're going to re-examine the case. Said he signed an executive order designating Attorney General Phil Weiser to investigate the death of Elijah McClain. Now, before, y'all probably seen it online where these race soldiers were reassigned. John Hembert Clark told us that they don't get fired, they get transferred. Well, we need more police, says the chicken Negro spiritual people. The Popeye's Chicken Negro spiritual people always say that. Well, we need good police. We need more police. Them niggas say that. It says, Polis said Wiser would criminally prosecute individuals if the facts support such action. Elijah McCain will be alive today and we owe it to his family to take this step and elevate the pursuit of justice in his name to a statewide concern when I seen the videos or I seen some photos of the brother the way to how they beat him there ain't no way it's three on one 
it says on August 24, 2019, that this is an older case. That's what I'm saying. This is an older case. He was struck by three race soldiers while walking home from a convenience store, and they said he was a suspicious person. They always use the word suspicious. My homie Tom Ladman sent me a text, said at 16 years old, he was in Woodbury, and some clavern cupcake Karen told him, hey, he's suspicious, and called the police on him. That's the word they use is suspicious. So McLean, they said, was resisting. Don't turn around. Project Pack. Yeah, you know what? This was that uh, uh, Appeals mixtape. This was another classic album that came out. Project Pat got some classics. So, on one of the body cameras, McLean is heard saying, I'm an introvert. Please respect the boundaries that I'm speaking. Body cam video shows McLean telling officers that he was trying to stop his music to listen to him. Then they begin to arrest him. One officer is heard telling him, hey, he grabbed my, my, my gun, dude. They always try to say that. Then they wrestled him to the ground. Believe me, this was a domestic terror ambush lynching. If this brother was walking and listening to music, ain't nobody gonna rob no convenience store or do whatever they try to say that he did and then turn around and listen to some music and walk home. I want y'all to replay what I just said. Who is going to rob or do something wrong and put on some headphones and walk home? Then they said they're going to bring my dog out. He's going to bite you. All of this. They put him in a chokehold. He lost consciousness. They released a hold. They said he began struggling again. I don't believe that. When paramedics arrived at the scene, they administered ketamine to sedate McLean. According to a letter from the district attorney, McLean suffered a heart attack while in the ambulance and he was declared brain dead three days later. An autopsy did not determine a cause of death but listed intense physical exertion and a narrow left coronary artery as contributing factors. You choked them. That's what that means. This happened last year. Colorado. Now, why don't we go a little deeper while I dig up some old bones, shall I? The race soldiers in Minneapolis. This was released June 15, 2018. At urging of Minneapolis police, Hennepin EMS workers subdued dozens with a powerful sedative. EMS workers used date rape drug ketamine, stopping some suspects' hearts or breathing. It says Minneapolis race soldiers. I'm going to change it to race soldiers because let's be very, very clear. Stop all these plantation chicken Negro spiritual talk. Stop all this Sambo plantation talk, nigga. Call them what the fuck they are. They're race soldiers. We don't have any more police. I'm going to preach that gospel to the day I die. We don't have no more fucking police until otherwise. Minneapolis race soldiers have repeatedly requested over the past three years that Hennepin County medical responders sedate people using the powerful tranquilizer ketamine at times over the protest of those being drugged and in some cases when no apparent crime was committed, a city report shows. What were you doing to these people when a, a crime apparently, listen to that word, wasn't commi committed? On multiple occasions in the presence of police, Hennepin Healthcare EMS workers injected suspects of crimes and others who already appeared to be restrained, according to the report, and the ketamine caused heart or breathing failure, requiring them to be medically revived. Several people given ketamine had to be intubated. I guess he had to put you on a tube. These are among the findings of an investigation conducted by the Office of Police Conduct Review, a division of the city's Department of Civil Rights. The draft report has been circulated narrowly within City Hall, but not dissem uh, uh, disseminated to the public. The Star Tribune has obtained a copy. Listen to this. This is very important. This is something that the Popeye Chicken Negro spiritual people and Beach Bob don't want you to know. Or they don't care to. The number of documented ketamine injections during Minneapolis police calls increased from three in 2012 to 62 last year. 
The, repeat, the report found including four uses on the same person. On May 18th, around the same time the draft report was completed, Minneapolis Police Commander Todd Savanu issued a department order saying that officers shall never suggest or demand EMS personnel sedated a subject. This is a decision that needs to be clearly made by EMS personnel, not MPD officers. So these honkies, these crackers, these race soldiers were recommending people get get this get this uh, toxic poison. Police pre previously had no policy addressing the drug, and the department manual classifies it's a date rape drug for its powerful sedative impact and ability to erase or alter memory. Why the hell would you need something like this in somebody when you're arresting them? What are you doing to them? Hennepin healthcare staff are authorized to use ketamine when a patient is profoundly agitated, unable to be restrained, and a danger to themselves or others according to their policy. Now, let's step back a little bit here. I'm on my bag laying B-Wells. I'm turned to the max. God damn it. If you're unable to be restrained and a danger to themselves or others, how often do they issue ketamine before blowing a nigga's lights out? Let's ask that question. Because if they say that Mr. Floyd was unable to be restrained and a danger to himself or others, should he have gotten ketamine? That's a question. If you say, well, we're not going to choke you out until you die. What we're going to do is we're going to issue something else. So what that now sounds is that's an alternative to these domestic terror ambush lynchings. It's an alternative to a banned chokehold. It's an alternative to giving you anywhere between five to 50 or 100 shots. Right? By definition. Well, <laughs> what you just trying to say, bag lad DP, is what you trying to say is every people need to be injected with ketamine. You should just put the daybreak drug rather than nigga hit the taser. No, nigga, I ain't say that. Get off the white girl. Get off the, cu the, the Ku Klux Karen. Stirring cup Jerome. That's not what I said. The draft report promptly, sharply, uh, prompted sharply different reactions among local officials. So you had one person that said that they wrote a report saying that the reckless use of anecdotes and partial snapshots of interactions with police and incomplete information and statistics to draw uninformed and incorrect in conclusions. So what this Hennepin County Medical Director was saying is, oh, well, you know, I, I can't make no comment on that. He's explaining. This draft report will prevent the saving of lives by promoting the concept of allowing people to exhaust themselves to death. All right. More explaining. This is the Hennepin County EMS medical director. They're siding with the race soldiers. Then Minneapolis police chief Arredondo would not comment on the specifics of the draft, but credited to changing his department's approach to interacting with EMS workers. More explaining. He said, we have that in place now. That policy really defines and clarifies that we do not want our officers providing recommendations or suggestions to EMS personnel. Well, Arredondo got a question for you nigga or brother or suspected race soldier perhaps what is your policy for punishment or of your race soldiers on your force that are recommending ketamine what is it I don't hear that I don't hear any punishment Ketamine is an anesthetic agent that some researchers believe can be effective in treating depression. Studies, including some conducted by researchers at Hennepin Healthcare, show it can be useful, useful for trained medical practitioners to sedate and transport patients to the hospital who are agitated or combative. But it says that Reports found the officers regularly instructed the medical staff to administer the ketamine. There was a person that was dosed while handcuffed. In a separate case reported in the report, 
Police sprayed an intoxicated woman in downtown Minneapolis with mace and she appeared to have an asthma attack. The woman who was not actively resisting police asked for an asthma pump. Instead, they handcuffed her to a stretcher and gave her ketamine. Shortly after the body camera cut out, the EMS worker asked, what does ketamine do to asthmatics? Think about that for a moment. In this case, it stopped the woman's breathing. According to the report, she was resuscitated later at the hospital. It's also important. I'm quoting what they said. It's also important to note that it appears no crime was committed. No threat to the safety of officer or paramedics was evident. And the individual was located less than six minutes from HCMC at the time she received a ketamine injection. The report says. So now we got to ask this other question here, staying in the question mode. Can you die under six minutes? The woman was asking for her asthma. She was having an asthma attack. She was asking for an asthma pump. And when the body camera video cut off, the EMS worker said, what does ketamine do to asthmatics after injecting her? All of those bastards should be doing a life sentence right now. NPR also did an issue on ketamine. I'm telling you, these race soldiers in Minneapolis, they something else. We going to switch over to the live. This concludes the pre-recorded version of the Bagland podcast.